Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no secret is revealed. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. This is going to be the last one in the Crypto University series, only because uh, I got people ambushing me with this radiation shit in the middle of the night, and um, like I said, bro, these there's some people who take that shit way too serious, They, you know, even though you can buy a fucking book on Amazon about it, they get, uh, especially these gangsters and stuff, like, they think it's like the sacred text, it's, it gets really silly. And these guys, they watch my podcast and shit. So I was literally, literally trying to running away from a fucking radiation attack in the middle of this podcast or the last one I was doing. It's fucking silly. Like I said, when people learn about this shit, they think it's, um, super secret squirrel. I don't, I don't fucking get it. I think it's kind of silly, but if you can fucking literally get a book on it on Amazon, um, maybe, you know chill the fuck out anyway so this is gonna be my last one in the series and basically not only am i getting fucked with but i think going further would mean that i'd have to get into the more elaborate shit that i was forced to do and i don't want to get into that even though i totally i think the people who did this to me the contractors and shit like that who did this to me and the fucking gangsters who helped them do it uh um, they should, you know, get attacked by bees and then lit on fire. That's the way they should definitely go out. Um, but at the same time, I also don't want to uh, jeopardize other shit. So I think this is about as far. And if you want to get into it, I mean, after learning all this stuff and and, 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 and studying it and stuff like that, then... You could get into the community. Other people will let you into other shit. But like I said, in the civilian crypto community, literally, there's, really, there's nothing. It's all gossip shit. It's nothing. It's the same gossip shit you would find in some, like, Reddit forum. It's a lot of it's gossip or shit talking. 
or they use it to talk about crimes they want to commit or things that they did to someone or whatever. Like, like I said, there's just a lot of toxic people in the community and not a lot of cool people. I mean, there is, there is quite a few cool people, but there needs to be more of those people. And, uh, the toxic people tend to think that this crypto shit is like super important and it's not, like I said, it's just like learning French or Spanish or something. It's just another language. Anyways, I'm going to talk about in this podcast that it is um, metaphor and transference. Now, metaphor and transference, the reason why this work, this is used in this crypto speak is because it allows you to talk about other things that seem like everyday nuance talk to talk about things that are more serious. Metaphor is just like what it sounds. Somebody use a metaphor to say something to another person. So they will structure it as like some sort of learning metaphor, which is super cheesy, but that happens. And another one is transference. Um, an example of transference is because there's lots of movies out there, right? And there's lots of different stories. And a lot of those stories are created because it's a reflection of things that happen in everyday life. Usually that's why we identify with stories because we can see that happening in real life, right? It's believable. Do you, I mean... If you didn't know about, and, and there's actually quite a few movies that are based on a true story, that they had to change the story because what actually happened in real life, they did test groups, and the test groups, uh, they did test they did test groups of like a cut of the film, and lots of movies that are about true stories, um, they get modified because the audience sometimes won't believe the shit that actually, actually happened, so they modify the story to make it more believable to audiences, even though it's not the truth. And the truth is actually more stranger than the fiction. But like, so people will talk about like movies, etc. As a way of communicating an idea. So what you do is you pick a movie that you know. And if there's a scene in that movie that kind of matches up to the thing that you're trying to talk about. What you do is you talk about the movie or that scene etc. to talk about the thing that you're talking about and then you use those other things like colors and brevity alphabet and fucking numbers and da 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 while you're telling the story to communicate another idea you see but what you do is you use talking about the movie as a framework making sure it's a movie that has a similar storyline to what you're trying to convey but then you insert all those other things and you weave those into that and um that allows you to talk about things in a clandestine manner i guess kind of clandestine um but so yeah so that happens quite a bit people use metaphor or they use transference or they will use the framework of like a story or a book or a movie or a tv show or what have you to displace the framework of it is of what it is that they're trying to talk about. And then, you know, you rearrange the characters' names or whatever, or you find names in the story that are similar to the per- people that you're trying to talk, talk about, you know, but you use the story as a framework to transpose what's happening. And that gets, ha- that happens quite a bit um, with people talking in the crypto community. And like I said, that's just the civilian crypto community. That's not like, the military shit or how it weaves into that kind of crap. 
Uh, but I can guarantee you not a lot of, there's, if anything, like I said, going back to that other example, it's probably the only thing I can ever think about, think of that was something that the U.S. government kind of put out there in the basic crypto community, kind of letting people know, oh, we, we fucking got this dude because he got our dude and we told him not to. And they kind of use that because, like I said, China and Russia and other countries and India and uh, Europe, they're all plugged into the civilian kind of crypto thing. Now, each one of those countries has their own special way of talking as well to their intelligence operatives, etc. And so, do you know what I'm saying? Like, paying attention to uh, another country's stuff that you might think you're trying to decide it's such a waste of your fucking time i would start with america's maybe canada's they have a similar culture to ours um if you're looking to get into that and i encourage you to start now watching movies and tv shows and you know podcasts and youtube videos etc now that you have this way of translating things pay attention when they're using how they're using color props in the scene that they're using things that are going on in the background of the scene um how they are talking about things the colors in the movie how the names are structured and done and whatever and you start to pay attention sooner or later you'll be like oh there is there's another conversation happening on top of this conversation and uh it gets kind of interesting, but when you start paying attention, you understand, like, a lot of it's just fucking gossip or talking shit. Um, nothing really important. But what it does is it makes this group of people feel self-important. And then when the, and then when the government needs a bunch of civilians that kind of feel like they're important people and that they know how to talk about shit clandestinely-ish... Do you know what I'm saying? They will go to certain communities and harness people in this demographic group to do bad things to people and encourage them to do it and manipulate them to do things to people they don't know or what have you because they, they feel like they're in the group. They feel like they're in the in crowd. And, um, you know, aside from things like InfraGuard that the FBI has, is that like enhanced um, neighborhood watch. There's another one that Department of Homeland Security has. So it does utilize people who aren't in that community. But then the federal government does tap into that crypto community to fuck with people that they consider is a threat. And those people will also possibly be involved in your gang stalking. And I will tell you, as you're at the end of this program, after the government has completely destroyed your life, you're now a blank slate. And now they, since nobody cares about you and they control how much money you make and they know your living situation, whatever, they'll spend the next couple years uh, first teaching you how to communicate, teaching you how to communicate with them because actually the actual Intel people who use, who are going to be using you need to keep you out of arm's distance just in case you get found out they can't reveal their identity because now their whole career is over or they have to like get plastic surgery, change their name, move in, start doing ops in fucking Latin America or wherever. Literally, there's so much at stake. 
So that's why they do these things. And the reason why that a lots of U.S. intelligence cells team up with organized crime is first and foremost in organized crimes, there's... <sighs> there's supposed to be a culture of no snitching. How about this? There's supposed to be. And as we've learned before in that episode of our podcast called Snitches Get Riches, where we learned that like... Mm, Ever since 9-11 happened and how this new police state that we have, basically many modern and respected criminologists, we go over it in the podcast where I actually read you the sources of a very respected criminologist, talk about the snitch network, basically a large network of people who are snitches uh, for pay or to keep their ass out of jail and stuff like that. You want to talk about entrapment, I guarantee you lots of people get entrapped by cops to get them a part of the snitch network. But there's a giant network of snitches now, post 9-11, and um, they're, they're, lots of criminologists can call them the unof- uh, an unofficial wing of law enforcement because lots of murders and stuff like that get solved because a murder happens, and then what happens is now... All the detectives and cops or whatever start hitting up all their snitches. Okay, what do you know about this? And da 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 da. And you know they pay them, what have you. But the reason why, going aside from that, uh, the reason why lots of intelligence cells, U.S. intelligence cells, pair up with like the cartel and organized crime in the area that they're responsible for or been assigned to within the United States is one because they kind of have a culture of shutting the fuck up and not talking to the cops, and two. It gives them access to a network. It's almost like a pre-made uh, military, like like some like a paramilitary group. It's like a it's like a it's like a militant wing. And then what they do is they find out who the bosses are of these organizations. Usually they'll consult the FBI or just take their records or whatever. Find out who the bosses are and then go and make deals with them or what have you. They will never use the actual the actual agent in charge. The actual you know, and to Intel operative in charge, they'll always use go-betweens, but they'll form partnerships with them. And then it gets them plugged into a network that already exists. And many times from what I'm hearing is after a while, these, um, these, uh, organized crime organizations will sooner or later end up getting puppeted by, um, in, Intel themselves and the gang will never know. But because of things like conclusive ambushing and all the other kind of stuff I'm talking about in this program, they can do that to the bosses, etc. Um, they'll manipulate them. They'll they'll ha- they'll have their they'll have a girl that they have like look like she's rising to the ranks, and then like all of a sudden you know try to get the heart of like the boss or whatever. Like bro, they're just our intel is so sophisticated. It's you know a lot of people talk about getting rid of the CIA, like the CIA, I think is what makes people fucking scared. I don't think that should ever go away. I mean, I do think that they've gotten off the leash, uh, obviously, but like you want to know why people don't fuck with us is because we, we topple, we toppled the last superpower without firing a shot. Do you understand? We toppled a superpower. We destroyed a superpower, the USSR without firing a shot. I mean, our intelligence agency is feared and respected. And then next goes our fucking military. But anyways, these guys, they use these, uh, they use crime syndicates. They use gangs 
and mafias and cartels is, and it's kind of like a paramil- it's a pre-made kind of militant group that they have access to, to help them carry out operations. So regardless, so that's why when I say these Intel guys and these mafia guys did this to me, um, it's because they help Intel ops that, you know what I'm saying? And they're usually puppeted by them at a certain point after they get well acquainted and they learn the structure of their organization. Absolutely. They start puppeting that, that group without them even realizing it. But, uh, so yeah, so they're gonna, they're gonna fucking do this shit to you. And it's important for you to know this stuff ahead of time because they'll, instead they'll beat it into you using very fucked up means and the people that they have doing it are usually morons. Uh, like I said, they they have they have a lot of help by organized crime doing this shit to people. And um not a lot of those guys, you know, finished high school or were college hopefuls. Do you know what I'm saying? The guys in organized crime. They lack a lot of emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them have like a meth habit. Lots of them. Because it allows them to stay up, you know, and get shit done and sell weight and fucking run girls and whatever. So, I mean, meth, fuel, you know, get shit done when it comes to organized crime. So, a lot of them are, like, kind of screwy upstairs. And as we know from science, that meth destroys the part of your brain dealing with risk and reward. So, they don't understand if they're doing something that's fucked up or not. That's why you get women who are like high on meth who are willing to sell their baby for like $2,800 or some shit. So yeah, but yeah, so when I mentioned the gangsters, you have to understand there, it's like a ready-made militant group. And so Intel comes in there and they end up making, uh, at the top, top, top levels, the soldiers and shit like that. They don't ever fucking know about that shit. But they end up making partnerships with them and they do shit for an intel, uh, uh, you know, saying a spook who is running that area or they've been assigned that area or they got an op going on or whatever. And it's like, do you know what I'm saying? You understand if you're if you're uh, uh, working in the CIA or whatever. I mean, how long is it going to take you to make an army of people at your disposal to get a lot of shit done? Right. Especially if you're responsible for, you know, like a region of the country or whatever to run things. Um, so these guys, it's like a ready-made militant group and these guys are already smart as fuck. They get taught in so much kinds of manipulation, etc. They go on there, they run shit. I mean, at first they're making partnerships, but after a while they're usually running shit or puppeting it, uh, without, you know, the gang member, the gang leader or whatever thinking they, they, they think they're making their own decisions. But anyways, Metaphor and uh, transference is probably the last thing we're going to teach you about this before, like I said, it gets into the other shit. Uh, and, and uh, you know, start paying attention to TV and radio and fucking podcasts and YouTube videos and movies and whatever. Pay, and pay attention. Like, learn how these things are used. Train yourself. Start training yourself. You know, maybe you got a buddy or whatever. You know, I'm obviously now talking about people who aren't in the program because people who are going through the program are living a shit life. But there just can't be 30,000 TI uh, targeted individuals listening to this. So, you know, 
train with your friend or whatever you'll get good at it start paying attention to shows and tvs and movies like it's all there it's nothing super important sometimes it's gossip sometimes it's just like bullshit but it's never anything important but i will tell you that um if you're looking to get a job in intelligence they do look at people who have a background with freemasonry just because, well, especially people who grew up in it. So like if their dad was a Freemason and um, their kids grew up in it or they teach their kids the shit that they learned in Freemasonry. Um, if Because they do such uh, extensive background checks on you, etc., they'll find out you're part of that group. And it's kind of like looks really good if you're ever trying to... Uh, trying to apply to a job for in military intelligence stuff like that because that means you've already been exposed to quite a lot of things and that means you've been surrounded by a culture of learning to keep secrets and i'm going to tell you bro it's gonna it's gonna really accelerate your chances to get in intelligence jobs etc if you grow up uh and let's say you have a dad or a mom who's an eastern star which is like the the ladies version of freemasonry uh that will look up on you um, well, yeah, I think that's as far as I'm going to go teaching about the crypto universe. Like I said, there's a lot more to know and, uh, but this is what I feel comfortable telling you, especially since all the shit I've been getting. It's not because I don't think you want to learn more. It's just, like I said, there's a lot of yahoos who think this shit is way more important than it is. And it makes them feel special. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're really lame about that, but there's also, crazy a lot of crazy cool people in this in this community and if anything i hope this introduces more cool ass people to the community that aren't fucking hella toxic and they have the right attitude about this and it's not like some sort of elite club you're just being you're just learning another language and it's layered on top of everything going on in media and politics and whatever constantly there's a conversation happening and almost everything and if you get good and you know how to find patterns and pay attention to patterns, you can hopefully see this shit. I hope I kind of helped you with that. I really hope this helps TIs who are at the end of their program and now being essentially trained like a dog. It's so fucked up that our intelligence community does that shit. I cannot believe that. But um, hopefully it makes things easier for you and they stop and they don't fuck with you so hard. I'm really sorry you're in this. You know, um, it's a recipe. You know what I'm saying? This program, it's a fucking recipe. It, uh, that means that they're always going to get their outcome and they have unlimited resources and unlimited people to fuck you forever until you submit. Um, and they will always win. And this isn't because I give up easily. It's just because I refuse to get up and it cost me a, a lot because of my stubbornness. And I'm not saying play the game. I'm just saying if you're trying to keep your head above water, hopefully I can give you some guidance and make things easier for you. Because here's the thing is they're constantly keeping you scared. They're constantly going to keep you making you think like, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to get hit by the radiation. I don't want to, right? Uh, For the females, I don't want to be violently sexually assaulted. They love doing that to the females. Like I said, bro, they're trained sociopaths and they deal with a lot of gangsters and those gangsters, man, they, they rape and all sorts of crazy shit. Um, 
But the reason why they are constantly keeping you in fight or flight mode is so you're not thinking about how to get out of this shit. So you're not thinking clearly. So hopefully if you can see ahead or kind of make them not fuck with you so hard, you might be able to find a window of opportunity to fuck them over, to record something that they're doing, to have dirt on them so they'll fuck off, um, to find a way out of this, whatever. So that's my main objective for teaching this crypto universe shit. Um, thanks for listening to me. And um, I hope this message um, finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.